Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. I got to warn you right now, today's episode is going to be X-rated. And when people ask me the question, and you may have the same question too, what's the craziest thing you ever did while you were on the radio? This is for sure it. Welcome to the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. My name is Steve Kramer. Glad you're here. First timers. Hi. Uh, If you've been here a million times, well, that's not possible. This is what, 18? If you've been here 18 times, that's even cooler. If you've been here seriously 18 times, I'd love to know that. Like, send me a DM. I want to send you like a little thumbs up emoji back. Um, uh, I'm that guy Kramer on Instagram. So if you uh, are new to this, it's a podcast that I created a few weeks ago because when I was going through my divorce, my mom gave me the best words of wisdom that changed my life. And one day I I screenshotted this text message that she she sent me in the morning and I put it up on social media. It went viral and people seemed to love it. So when I got let go from my radio job, I thought, hey, why not have these words change your life too? So welcome to it. And um, we're going to get to my mom first, and then we're going to let her go because <laughs> it's awkward to talk about this kind of stuff, uh, this wild radio stuff I did like while she's on. So first, we'll say hi to mom. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. We were just talking about how kind of how much easier grocery shopping used to be. I went down to Sprouts today, and just to get into Sprouts took like th- maybe half an hour. 20 mm. minutes, half an hour just to get in the line, you know, back and then you get in there. It's kind of weird because there's people everywhere with mask on and the whole experience is so weird, but you've been ordering your groceries online and picking them up. I have. And that worked out well until today. So I thought I had an order pending for Thursday. I went, mm-hmm. I went shopping last Thursday and then, um, I thought I had another order pending for Thursday, which would be a week. Well, at six o'clock tonight, I get a text that says, your order will be ready. We'll see you from seven to eight. I'm like, what? So somehow I screwed that up and I went to Kroger and the little guy that was putting in my groceries had on like a turtleneck over his mouth. And <laughs> Kroger, by the way, is Ralph's out here in California, by the way. Just right, right. Um. And so he, he says, so how's your quarantine going? <laughs> like he's saying, I said, well, it's going better some days than others. How's, your, how, how's yours? And he said, oh, I don't know. I don't think about it. I just like to ask everybody else how theirs is. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So That's kind of like how I feel like a lot of people are handling it. It's just kind of keep your head down, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Not good. Shitty like everybody else's, I guess. Like. <laughs> Yeah, and this is some little high school kid who's so cute. So I I picked up my four bags of crackers, my two cartons of milk, and my four bags of smart food, which is all I had put in the cart so far. And now I can't get another order until Sunday. So, Well, why was that the only stuff you put in your cart? Because I hadn't finished. I thought I had until Thursday. Oh. (laughs) So now you're going to be eating a bunch of snacks for the next couple of days? So we're having, we're going to have smart food and coconut almond milk. <laughs> so we'll have a little fiber and a little protein. It just seems like that's the appropriate meal plan for quarantine. <laughs> just eat what you can, you know? Like I went through and cleaned out my pantry a couple of weeks ago and I'm kind of hesitant to turn anything in. I'm like, I may need this. I'm the end of the world. I may need to stay alive. <laughs> 
know. You know? Yeah. So I think I told you that I had started writing little love notes to people. So I love receiving and sending handwritten notes um, because I just think it's just such a lovely way to express gratitude to someone. And I do it periodically, but not on an ongoing basis until about two weeks ago, I received a love note from our niece and nephew, James and Julie. She said, while we're all at home, we decided we would start writing personal notes to people that we care about. And I thought that was so lovely. It was just a very simple little note card. It just is just a really nice expression of love. So I've been trying to do that some. Um, to just what pick is your up love language? Hand. I don't think I know that because I feel like you're really good at pretty much all of them. If you don't know the five love languages, that's one of the books that I recommend to a lot of people because I do think it is um, – I, I think that's where my ex-wife and I couldn't understand one another because I am words of affirmation. There's five love languages. Words of affirmation. It is quality time. It is gifts. It is um, – uh, 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 what am I missing? Touch and – uh, what's the last one? Uh, the last one is, uh, acts of service, which obviously if I can't even remember it, that's one I'm not good at. And so my <laughs> ex-wife was acts of service, right? So mm-hmm. she would always do things like she would go clean up and she would, uh, you know, go do, like get the groceries. And to her, that was like showing love. But to me, I'm words of affirmation. So you can go do all the acts of service you want. And it doesn't mean as much if then you just like say something nice to me. And I think mm-hmm. we really missed the mark on that. Uh, Mm -hmm. till it was probably too late. Mm -hmm. So what is your, what do you, what do you think your love language is? Cause I feel like you just kind of do all five. Oh, honey, you're so kind. Um, no, I think I'm acts of service. Like it, it gives me great pleasure to do something for someone. But you're really good at words of affirmation too, though. Well, that's true. (laughs) I I guess. So you have you taken the test? I don't know that I took the test. Is there a test? I think you in should take the book? test. There's a test online. So if you go, oh, um, okay. I just five, read the book. Number five, lovelanguages.com is one that you can go do right now. And it only takes maybe five minutes to do it. It just asks you questions it's like, would you be happier if your partner did this or did this? And then it's like probably 40 questions. And uh-huh. it kind of helps you figure out like what your love language is. So anyway, highly recommended. I feel like it's a good thing for you to know your love language because, you know, now through dating, I'm able to be like, hey, listen, this is basically what I need. I need this. Like you just got to <laughs> just say nice things. Tell me nice things. Tell me I'm awesome. Uh, and that's it. <laughs> Um, but you know, like I said, my ex was the other way. So it was, I just think it's something that all people should know theirs and their partners. Today's podcast. I mean, I was talking to my mom off before we started recording is I feel like they're getting a little harder every single day right now because I'm trying to come on here and be positive and be happy when behind the scenes, there's not a lot of positivity not a lot of happiness going on. And I'm trying to like focus on the good and, and the, and there are still plenty of good things. But there's a lot of like hard decisions that I'm having to make right now. And today is like the beginning of one of those hard decisions. Um, I am having to try to figure out what to do with my house. And I talked to my realtor today and she was like, hey, listen, if you're going to sell, you probably need to sell now more than, you know, or sooner than later. Um, and that obviously puts me in a weird predicament because I don't really know where my future is going. 
And I do know that in a few months, I'm not going to be able to afford this house anymore. So I kind of want to talk to you, mom, today about like hard decisions. And because I think a lot of people are going to have to make some decisions that they don't really want to make right now and aren't comfortable making right now. And mm -hmm. I'm so stuck right now because none of these feel natural, good. I don't want to make them. I want to stay in this house mm -hmm. and I want to go back to the life that I had before. Mm -hmm. I liked my life before. I mean, it was mm -hmm. challenging. My last six months at Channel 933 were very challenging mm -hmm. professionally. Mm -hmm. um, but I, and there's no going back. I get it. There's no going back. And but mm -hmm. forward to me is so like foreign mm -hmm. and so unknown. Mm -hmm. I think that's true for probably almost all of us. We, we're all going to be challenged and have to make some tough decisions about our jobs, about our homes, um, about our children, for our children. I mean, this is just a tough time. It's a tough time and it's going to call us to calling us to be our best and to try to rise above it. Um, I, I would just say to you, honey, that, you know, for you and for me and for everyone, we're just going to have to make the best decisions that we can based on this vast unknown of Corona. Now, what are the pros and cons? If uh, You know, I'm always, you know, do a pro and con list. What are the pros if you sell your house? What are the cons? Um, and really think through that uh, to decide what the next step will be. And whatever the next step is, it may be right, it may not be right, but you may have to take it. I don't even know like what, which direction to step in right now, which is mm -hmm. the first time I've ever had to deal with this. Usually it's like, okay, like... I remember I lost my job last time in Tampa and I had to figure out which angle to take. And my option then, because I was only renting an apartment and the apartment that I was renting, I think was, was pretty expensive for the time. I mean, this is Florida money. Keep in mind, San Diego, this will sound cheap, but I think it was like $1,800 a month. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, so when I, I lost my job, I still had five months left in my contract. So they paid me out those five months, but then I still was out of work. Mm -hmm. And, I got a job doing social media at a credit union. And so I would drive 45 minutes every day to work and then drive back. But then, so after a couple of months, I'm like, we could save a couple hundred dollars every month that we just move closer to work, right? Like right. we can get a cheaper apartment, a one bedroom. We're in a two bedroom as fancier area. Uh, so we moved to like a not as fancy area with, in a one bedroom and knowing it was going to be temporary. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I don't know. I'm just... I'm frustrated today. I'm really like, I'm like pushing work, the world away. The, I'm like isolating from everybody. I'm just not doing like, I'm not handling this well. And I'm just like, am I being too dramatic? Am I being like, oh, you know, I mean, cause I've worked me, this is like what I do. Like, this is what I work really hard on. Right. Is to like right. prepare myself for hard times. Yes. And then when they come, it's just so fucking overwhelming Yes. That I don't even know how to like, I can't, the tools I have don't even seem applicable anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, are you using the tools you have? I mean, not to, probably not to the extent that I need to. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, that, that would be something that you probably need to do. Get back into your meditation, be sure and exercise, eat right, do things to take care of your body and control what you can. You know, when we're totally out of control, you just try your best to control what you can, whatever that may be. So certainly 
your time to, you know, exercise and eat right and meditate and read some of those up, uplifting books that are on your table. Um, you know, maybe those are some of the things that you need to do to try to get your mind straight and to help you get into a better place. And I read um, a wonderful sort of meditation today, and it was it was so simple. It was it was talking about rituals that we do in our lives. And the person said that one thing that was so comforting to her, and I know you can relate to this, is that when she is feeling overwhelmed, she just stands in the shower and feels the warmth of the water rushing over her and imagines and it just imagines that it's washing all of her troubles down the drain just mm-hmm. to kind of center herself and come back into the to the present and not be so overwhelmed just taking that few minutes and i know that you enjoy baths for the same reason um to just have that time to take care of yourself. So I would say take extreme care of yourself and just, you know, list your pros and cons and make the best decision you can based on what you know and depending on how long you can stay. And if if it turns out to be the wrong decision, you'll get through it. But, you know, more often than not, it, it turns out okay. Right. And I think I think we'll all be okay eventually. I think everybody's just struggling so right. hard right now with this coronavirus. It's just a hardship on so, so many people in so many different ways. So remember to count your blessings, and I know you do that. Right. We, are, we are definitely blessed. There's a lot of hard oh. decisions to make. I know everyone's having to go through the same thing. So a lot of hard decisions. So you know, you know what Roosevelt said: what? when you come to the end of your rope, tie a knot and hang on. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. maybe you just need to tie a knot for a minute and hang on because you do have a little time. You don't have right. to make this decision right now. All right. Well, thank and you. I'll be praying for wisdom. And I'm sure you will be too for you to make the right decision at the right time. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. And that's it. Okay. okay. Love, love you. you. Love you forever. Uh, reminder that this week is tell a friend week and all I'm asking is, you know, the podcast is free. It doesn't cost you anything. You know, I just appreciate you being here. All I'm asking is that you sometime in this week on one of the episodes, whichever one has been your favorite so far, if you'll just hit that little share button on your phone and send it over, you know, via text, via email, whatever to somebody that's never listened to the podcast before. Cause think if everybody did that and then the podcast could grow and then we could do cooler things with it. So, you know, if you find it in your heart to take five seconds, and send it to a friend. And then if they give you feedback, ask them for feedback, shoot it over to me. I'd love to read it. All right, let me give you an update on my haunted house because this is, it, it's only getting weirder. And, you know, talking a couple of minutes about, should I sell this house? I'm like, I should sell this house. I was talking to one of my friends that's a realtor and I'm like, uh, she listened to the podcast and she's like, um, does people really die in your house? So in case you don't know, I bought this house in 1925 over in Point Loma and uh, two people died here. They died of old age. They were 97 and 99 and I'm pretty sure either they or somebody else still lives here and weird things happen. Like I can walk into my guest bedroom and that's where the woman who passed away in the house stayed while she was, you know, her final days and it still kind of smells 
like an older woman in there. Um, but the weirder thing that's been happening, and it happens almost consistently now, is sometime between 2 a.m. and 3 a.m., almost every single night, is I'll hear this loud boom noise. And last night it happened again, so I thought I'd bring it up. I I couldn't sleep last night. I wasn't sleeping well. When I get anxious, I don't sleep well. And so I, I'm laying there, and I'll be damned if it's not 248 and out in the hallway, just, I wish I could make this noise. Let me see if I make this noise for you so you understand. It's just like, that's not even loud enough. Like, it, it's like, and that like rattles the house. And it doesn't happen during the day. Like I'm here all day and I'm here all night. It doesn't happen any other time than between 2 a.m. and 3 a.m. almost every single night. So now I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm stuck at home in a haunted house. Uh, I'll tell you another really weird thing that happened. I was waiting to kind of catch you up on this too, is that I um, uh, was sitting here actually recording the podcast the other day. And all of a sudden the door, the front door like slams and Kiki, my dog runs over to like, see who it is. She's like, someone must be here. Like we must have a visitor. And I get kind of freaked out. I'm like, hello. And I walk out there and there's nobody in my house. Not one person in my house. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still stuck. I'm sticking with my hypothesis that my home is haunted. You know what I like? And I know it's like not this time at all, but maybe it'll kind of get our minds off everything crazy going on is I've always loved when I was doing radio that haunted house stories. I love them. I love them. And if you live in a haunted house and you've got a story to go with it, because I don't know where to go with it, right? Like, do you just live with ghosts in your house? I've saged my house. I could try it again, I guess. Some people say talk to ghosts. I, I literally need to be like, hey, leave. But some like, part of me feels guilty about that, too. You know, like they live here for a long time. I think I, you know, talk about how long they lived here. I, when I first moved in, I called to get the cable switched over. Uh, I think it was Cox at the time. And they, um, they said the very first bill or they were customers of since 1948, 1948. And I bought this house in 2016. So that's how long They've been customers with Cox. They've lived here a really long time. So that's why I feel kind of guilty, like kicking them out. You know, I've only been here three years, four years. So uh, anyway, if you live in a haunted house and you're like pretty sure and you're sure. Don't call if you're like, yeah, maybe not. 888-Kramer-8. 888-Kramer-8. And we'll get to some of your stories later on this week. A moment in Kramer history. I'm skeptical if I should play this for you because I feel like in doing so, I'm going to lose somebody. And if that's you, it's okay. Email me. I'm, I feel like now I'm getting back into my radio days and people are like, I will never listen again because of what you said today. Uh, but if I'm going to give you an authentic view into my radio career, then I cannot skip over this moment. When people come to me and they say, what's the wildest thing you did on the radio? I don't go to like uh, anything at Channel 933. Nothing was that wild. Uh, well, Margarita Fest situation was pretty wild. Uh, I don't go to my days in Phoenix. Uh, well... I'll tell that story in cheese, man. That was pretty wild, too. One one instance. Okay. Tampa? No. Nothing that wild. Um, Panama City, Florida. When I first started, we would do the wildest things. Now, keep in mind, we were this independently owned radio station. It wasn't like an iHeartRadio or, 
you know, these bigger companies that own these conglomerates. This is like a, a guy that um, was an old radio DJ that ended up becoming rich because he, I think he did radio sales, but then he invested in something. And so he ended up buying his own radio stations in Panama City, Florida, right? And he uh, he just loved wacky wild radio and so we were here i am i'm let's see that would be nine years ago so i would be 28 and i've got like the keys to the ferrari if you will so um i remember how this started it was an interview with simon cowell from american idol and the question that he was asked was what's the craziest thing that someone has asked you to critique or to judge and he responded with a sex tape okay and in my radio brain, I was like, wow, that's crazy. I wonder if there's anybody listening right now. And I didn't even like let this one process. I just let it all come out. I said, is there anybody listening right now that would be brave enough to let us, the morning show on Island 106, critique your sex tape? And when you ask a question like that, you have to be ready for no one to call in, right? But we did. We got a call. And this is later on the show. The kids had already gone to school. This is like the nine o'clock hour where it's all kind of messy anyway. And uh, this woman calls in and said, yeah, like I will, I will let you. And then we spent a couple of days being like, should we do it? We had listeners call in. Some people were mad. Like, I'll never listen to you again. And, um, we decided, we decided to do it. So picture this, Miguel, the guy I used to work with, right? Uh, the, the gay, the gay guy, which I think is important in this situation, had to go meet this couple and get their VHS sex tape from a park their kid was at the park and he had to go pick up their sex tape and then we all watched it we went over to my female co-host house and after kids fest by the way that was an event we went to do and then we went to watch it at her house and this what you're about to hear is the craziest thing i ever did on the radio now we have the girl on voice disguiser if it sounds weird um and this was after us watching it and then giving our our feedback you know, yes. we, we did sit down on um on Saturday. Saturday yes. Uh at Holly's house and we watched this um this thirty-four minute mm-hmm. video mm-hmm. and we told you we want to come back today and kind of give you our thoughts yeah. on this tape. And Holly said she wanted to go first. So I'm gonna <laughs> I don't you, remember you saying that. anything yeah. about yeah, that. No, okay, that. well, you know what? Then I'm going to be an adult and I'm going to. Uh. <laughs> I can't be an adult with this music. Okay, well, anyway. Jane, first and foremost, I have got to give yeah, you a round of applause. Yeah, that, that, it was, it was, it was it impressive. It was definitely impressive on Girl. your end and on his end. It was just, you, first, you are a good-looking couple together. Yeah. Yes. You really are. Um, and you know what you're doing. You know, like, it, it. if I had set out to make a tape with my husband, it would have gone horribly wrong. Right. Yours actually... It's like could possibly win some sort of amateur award. But I just really wanted to give you um, kudos for being adventurous, for being um, bold enough to do something like this. I have a question, Miss Jane. Um, How common is that? I mean, obviously you're on tape here. So we were a little confused on, is that normal for you? Would you say that that's about par to every time that you do such things? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we left some things out, but, um... <laughs> you left them out? I don't know where you would have put it. Oh. 
<laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, we also needed to condense it. So, yeah. Um, wow. So that was a shorter version of that. This is what I was going to say was, um, like I said, it was it was a 34-minute tape of, of pretty much... I mean, start to finish. Right, start to finish. I I was impressed with um, both of you. Yeah. um, Being able to... um, Keep it up. Yeah. Listen, here's the thing. At probably minute 22, I think I even said out loud, is this... They're still going? Yeah. (laughs) Because it just seemed like this has been going for a long time. Miguel, what do you think? What do you think about them um, just as a couple and their lovemaking abilities with each other? Um, and they're looking for, you know, constructive criticisms yes. and con- critiques. Like Holly said, you both were very impressive. He was very impressive. Oh, my. Um, I'm just giving props where props are due. Um, I thought that the thing that stuck out the most to me is the passion. That yeah. yeah. It was yeah. very passionate. I, to me. And that's why I was curious. Like, I didn't know. I mean, you guys acted like it was like the first time. You yeah. Know? I how, mean, long, how long have you guys been together, Jane? Um, we have actually been together for about three years total. I mean, damn. <sighs> I mean, I will tell you, Jane, I was so impressed. And to me, the the fact that you all had so much passion and there were several times where, you know, everything would stop and you two would just l- gaze at each other in the eyes. Y'all in love. And you could yeah. tell that it was very genuine. Oh, yeah. And to me, that's what I've always been told and what I've experienced is the best lovemaking is when it's with somebody that you're in love with. Oh, absolutely. And you can tell that that's obviously the case here. You all are very experienced, very smooth with everything. Right. There was never a moment where I felt, ooh, that's kind of awkward looking. Yeah. Right. That's just kind of weird. Except yeah. when the cat came out. <laughs> that was that's my favorite that, part. That we, we should talk about was it's so funny watching a, a real tape real life because it's it's nowhere near as smooth smooth you know? as yeah. pornography um at one point and jane i don't know if you mind us talking about this um literally there was a cat um <laughs> that jumped on top of uh, the bed on top of you two yeah uh, not only that the phone rang yeah. in, the, in the middle of it um, and, uh, that wasn't in the middle of it. It was actually uh, in the beginning. Yes, it was. Right. right. But we forgot to have him edit that part out. Oh, <laughs> no. I think it was even funny. It was. We, it, it broke the tension. I think right. that was actually great because up until that point, all of us didn't know what to do. Right. And then when you, you, that cat came into the picture, we were like, <laughs> I'll be honest. I think you guys did great. Yes. Yeah. I mean, just from, from watching it and just kind of trying to take the whole thing in mm-hmm. into like, you know, I didn't know what to expect. You guys are but, both much more attractive than I would have thought. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you had something after that. <laughs> and that, by the way, is, I, th- I got to think through it, but I'm pretty sure, <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure though, out of all my radio career, that is by far the wildest thing that ever happened, and it happened this week in 2011, and that is a look at Kramer History. Okay, so before we get to the good news at the end of the show, with everything going on in the world with the coronavirus, we try to bring out the good stories, too. Uh, I want to catch up what's going on with the food for the third shifters. If you don't know, we did this big fundraiser on the podcast, raised over $6,000. 2000 of those dollars we gave over to Sharp, uh, Sharp Hospital 
and they were going to plan this big dinner for their third shift. And so I got a email back today and said, I just wanted to circle back, which is something that's I've never well, a very short time that I work in corporate America. But I feel like that's such a cliche thing to say. I just want to circle back, <laughs> but every email I get from corporates, like, I just want to circle back uh, and let you know that the funds that you donated to Sharp Healthcare are being used this Friday to provide warm meals for the graveyard shift at Sharp Chula Vista Medical Center. So that's your hard work. That's your dedication. That's you giving the money, like $5 at a time, is now turning into this little catered dinner that we're doing for Sharp Chula Vista. So shout out Sharp. Shout out Chula Vista. Feels good to be able to do that, right? Okay, now we'll get to the good news stories, the stuff that in the midst of all the craziness of the coronavirus are coming out, and not a lot of people report on this stuff, so we do. There's a 99-year-old World War II veteran who raised $3.3 million for hospital workers simply by walking laps in his garden. Yeah, this dude's 99 years old. His name's Tom Moore, and he says that the NHS, which is the healthcare system over in in, uh, London or Britain or... I always get to over there, overseas, over the pond, uh, have been marvelous in helping him recover from his hip replacement and his skin cancer that he had on his head over the last couple of months. So a way of saying thank you, this guy is doing laps around his 82-foot garden in aims of walking 100 lengths by his 100th birthday on the 30th. So this news story then gets international headlines and it like smashed. He was like, okay, let's see if we can raise like a million. And then it got now right now it's $3.3 million going towards healthcare workers. And I just think that's making me feel lazy. <laughs> like he can do $3.3 million by just walking. Uh, let's go to the complete opposite side of the spectrum. Now there's a 17 year old angel as she's being called, uh, who said the cashier that picked up $173 grocery bill for a senior shopper who found himself short on cash. So this this guy's name is Lane McKeel, and he wasn't able to get out of his house very much because, you know, he's older. He's an older guy, and he's been scared to get out. And so he had just picked up his disability payment for the last week when he decided to go get some food and supplies at this place called Fresh and Low Supermarkets in Tennessee. So this young grocery store, 17-year-old, had just finished up her ringing up the bill for McNeil, and when she realized he was like kind of stressed out because he was $33 short of his bill, which was $173. I think what happened was he was going to try to come during senior hours and get a discount and then realized that he had missed the senior hours. So he explained this and instead of making him put stuff back, she's like, I'll cover it. It was all essential stuff. So I was just like, you know, he was like, what do you, what do I owe you? And I was like, no, it's fine. I'll take care of it. It's okay. When you're 17, every dollar counts. McKeel recognized that and was very thankful. She's just a little angel is what she was. You know, it's just a lot of day. We've seen a lot of older people and they're all trying to buy groceries and a lot of places have ran out of stuff. And so the older people are kind of taking the downfall for that. And I just try to give back when I can. So freaking cool. Okay, now made me laugh for today. Uh, FYI, this has the F word in it, so if you want to skip ahead a minute, that's cool. I get it. Um, Norm McDonald, I think he's hilarious. He has a whole five-minute set. If you go click on the show notes, you can see it down there about the coronavirus, and it's you, you got to I – hope, I hope you can laugh at, at this too. I don't want to alarm anybody at all, but I could uh, sneeze on you. <laughs> And it would be the equivalent of a, like a nine millimeter, you know. I went to die, I don't know this medical fucking gobbledygook, you know, I can't understand it, I'm not a fucking doctor. 
But he said, I'm more virus than host. <laughs> Who knows what these guys mean? Other big words. Fuck, who knew it was gonna end this way? I thought it was gonna be a fucking uh, big uh, iceberg or something. <laughs> Sounded fun for a while. It's like, oh, the oceans will rise in a big iceberg. Oh, goddamn. <laughs> Not like your kid. <coughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Because sometimes you just have to laugh. You just have to laugh to get through this. And I hope this podcast makes you do that. I just got a message actually while I was recording it saying that uh, this woman felt motivated after hearing episode 13 to go start her own business. That feels awesome. So as hard as it is some days to come on here, man, by the time we're done, I'm always glad we did. And I'm just thankful that you're part of this family. I'm thankful that I can like document this time in my life. Thankful I get to talk to my mom every day and like hear stories that, you know, I've never, I've never heard before. So you get to share them with me and hopefully it makes you feel comforted. And anyway, all right, uh, share this with a friend. That'd be awesome. Hit the subscribe button, hit the, uh, the rating button. Five stars would be great. And tomorrow is going to be a little bit heavier of one, but hopefully heavier in a way that makes you realize some of the same same stuff I went through in an episode called I Effing Hate Myself. Okay? All right. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow. Hi, Kramer. This is Michelle. I'm trying to catch up on your podcast, and um, I, I actually just recently listened to your uh, the April 1st one girlfriend and um you wanted to know where we're listening to your podcast and i actually listened to your podcast on my way to work but i haven't been at work for two weeks so i haven't i haven't been listening to it and i'm a mom so i can't i don't have time at home to do it it's my alone time um on the way to work and i'm so glad that you have your podcast so keep doing it don't lose hope and keep going Bye. Hey, Steve, it's Pam from Camden, South Carolina. I love the Sunday show. Thanks for doing that. Appreciate it. Love listening to you. Keep it up. Bye-bye. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.